in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host, Chris Dewar. Very exciting stuff. This is actually our last Potential Pick of Season 2, because coming up next week, we will officially start Season 3. Very exciting stuff. So do know that we will continue with, obviously, our full-length episodes and a new season order, but we will also continue to bring you our Potential Picks weekly. Now, this edition of Potential Picks, we are reviewing the television series on HBO Max created by James Gunn, Peacemaker, that was exclusively made for that, based on the DC Comics character Peacemaker, Uh, and this is actually the first DCEU, DC Extended Universe television series, an actual spinoff from the 2021 film, The Suicide Squad. You know, when this was, um, earlier this was actually announced like right when or right kind of as the Suicide Squad film had come out and both Chris and I really enjoyed that film. If you uh, have not heard our review, uh, we can say that right now, that was definitely an improvement in what we wanted in a Suicide Squad film. And when we got to see these characters, we had John Cena's Peacemaker was definitely a very humorous uh, bit of a, a character and we were excited that he was going to have his own show and that James Gunn was coming back to Helmet, hopefully in the same style of humor. So give us a brief synopsis of Peacemaker, Chris. Well, I thought when that movie came out, you know, there definitely was some standouts and definitely Peacemaker was one of them. And so I did kind of question, was this going to be a show that would carry itself without this whole team element? But we do get kind of a new team. But Peacemaker, so at the end of that, film suicide squad he had killed rick flag and then Bloodsport shot john cena in the neck which definitely came off like uh shouldn't he be dead but he survived so after spending months in a hospital and recovering he's been released out into the world and he is tasked to join this black ops squad project butterfly to help eliminate this alien race that is actually taking over as a host of human bodies so before we continue with our main review, here is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. There it is. So you've been warned. You've officially been warned. If you've not watched all Peacemaker, go finish it and then come back and listen to the rest of the review. Look, this was an eight episode series, HBO Max, and the quality was incredible. Uh, this kind of took the world by storm, and it definitely proves that just as Marvel has been having huge success with their uh, streaming shows based off their characters. I think DC now has found a new avenue because I think you and I would agree, Taylor, the movies for DC the last 10 years or so, although some have been really, really entertaining and there's been some great moments, it's been a mess in terms of how they're trying to connect everything, how to have this shared universe. Uh, you know, Justice League was its own whole big mess, and then we finally got Zack Snyder's. But there's characters that they're claiming to be killed off coming up in the Flash movie, and so it's refreshing to see that some characters are working and they're here to stay. Uh, how that might connect to the grand universe one day, who knows? Clearly, Aquaman's moving on, Flash, 
We don't really know if Henry Cavill staying as, you know, there's all these questions. So anyway, John Cena, Suicide Squad definitely was a big improvement. So this show, this whole thing of him kind of being the main lead, uh, get to learn more about his character. Again, he is this kind of, he's kind of like this parody take on like a Captain America, like version of a super, you know, he's very strong. Uh, he's got incredible marksman skills uh, with weapons, but he is this like very redneck kind of all American, you know, blue blood kind of guy. And we get to see a lot more in this story than I was even expecting of the heart of this character. A little bit more about his family, about his dad. His dad's a big character we'll, we'll definitely get into. And now he works as a team. I thought there was some, you know, I think one of the most, the best strengths of this show was James Gunn writing these incredible characters and seeing how they all connect, seeing about their history. And it's it was great. And, you know, coming back from the Suicide Squad, we have um, Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt and Steve Agee as John Economos come back, uh, who were, of course, part of that film. And they were the ones that kind of were the in the little office doing all the tech stuff while, you know, the giant starfish thing was doing its thing. Um, so I was excited to see that. And we do get a little cameo in the first episode with Amanda Waller, uh, of course, which is incredible. We'll have a little bit of that connected tissue with Viola Davis of, again, Peacemaker is part of the Suicide Squad. So still, he still has that tracker in his head. You know, at any moment he could get the bump gone. So Taylor getting into the show, you know, what did you think about how this, you know, this, I thought this plot of the butterflies was a great way to have a kind of a threat that was definitely serious, but also it led to some goofiness, you know, definitely Suicide Squad took gore to a goofy level at times. And I think this show continued that with these butterflies that, the, the way that they operate, but also just, I think some of the, even that first episode, you know, Peacemaker, he meets that girl at the bar and takes her home to have sex with her. And then this wild fight we get in the apartment was incredible. You know, what did you think about this whole butterfly element uh, from the get-go? I liked, you know, because you're not, the reveal is not like right away. You're kind of like, you're, it's, it's a couple episodes in, you're like, okay, something's kind of like a foot, but I always love that kind of um, revenge, you know, the the body snatcher kind of thing. And any kind of alien threat, there's something about, like, how can you make it fresh and make it a little uh, exciting and um, edgy. And this was really cool because it was very, you know, very creepy. I mean, it has all the elements of, it's got kind of that B B sci-fi horror. And it's got um, that great action of a good, like, 80s. Uh, action flick and which is great about you know we talk about James Gunn I don't think this would have been successful if you had not had James Gunn at the helm consistently he kept the tone throughout um, some of the strong suits and I think what like you said was really great you have so much great character development in here mixed with really good humor and it's humor that is very funny because it's self-referential but not being at the expense of being a parody and so I was really I was really thought that was really cool and it kept every episode kept it fresh yeah i loved there was a kind of con- continuous a, a continuous joke throughout the series of almost every episode someone would reference one of the justice league at some point and to see peacemaker's jealousy uh and go into this whole rant about 
are you kidding me? They're they're a pussy. They're they're a complete joke. Or it'd be like, you know, uh, Aquaman sleeps, sleeps with, with fish. fish. You know, yeah. like he always would find some, you know, or like the episode where he he's at the school in front of all these kids and he's like, Wonder Woman was was eyeballing me the whole party. Like there's definitely a, a he takes a, a he takes a real kind of look at his ego uh, throughout because he does even though he had this kind of villainous turn in the, the, the film, the suicide squad, there is a big part of him that belongs to be the hero that longs to be wanted. Uh, and we get more of that, especially with his relationship with his father, who this was a great character to have Robert Patrick, who we love. Come on now. Terminator here as Augie, <clears throat> his father, who also is the white dragon. And this was an interesting, you know, like this show, it really was kind of like two different, uh, plots going on we had the butterfly plot and then we had uh the, the dealing with his father and his father is a very uh racist character uh and definitely in jail has you know at one point he's framed as something that peacemaker actually did there's a whole like following he had and i was i was like what is this white dragon like i and this is not a character that i know of from dc but i like that he is the one that does all the tech stuff for Peacemaker. So obviously the helmet was a very funny thing that we liked from the Suicide Squad, this big silver chrome dome that, I mean, John Cena wore that outfit to like every single interview. He And he still does, even for this show. He does not take the suit off. He loves it that much. But we see that there's multiple helmets. I thought that was really cool. I, I didn't know that about the character. So like, there's a Sonic Boom helmet. There's a... There's, there's a, one that gives you scabies. Know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He went torpedo helmet. So yeah. seeing that even though this guy is definitely uh, not the best guy on the planet, we see a huge disconnect between them. You know, I think Christopher really wants that love and admiration because he is this hero and he doesn't get it from his dad. He, he gets this, this block. And then we also get Eagly, which I thought this was hilarious that he has this pet Eagle that is like loving and gives him attention and is like his best friend. Um, and then we get uh, we get Adrian Chase, aka Vigilante, uh, played by Freddie Stroma. This was one of the best characters of the show. You know, we we look at characters that would ha- you know he kind of has a GI Joe kind of uh, snake eyes look about him. He's got like you know a sword kind of thing. Such a flawed character. He's a sociopath, which is crazy. He does like he longs for he kind of looks up to Peacemaker like a brother and. He constantly is like, we're best friends, but there's just something about him the whole time where like the jokes he would make, the commentary he would make, we'd be like, this guy's a little off and he's a little reckless. Like he would definitely put himself in harm's way sometimes to <laughs> get the job done. Great character. Um, and then another one I really liked in the show, I think it really was along with the connection of Christopher, aka Peacemaker, uh, the real heart of the show. Daniel Brooks playing Adebayo, who is Amanda Waller's daughter, who was tasked to join this Project Butterfly. It really brought this like human element to the show because she doesn't come off like a trained black ops person. You know, she kind of was put in a situation where it's like, I mean, not that the the guy, the, you know, the geeky guy is really, you know, he's more of the tech guy, but feel like they were really putting like this human element into this team that is like built to go off and like 
hunt down and kill people, you know? Well, and kind of just a great audience lens, like, you know, does any of this make sense? Like what you guys are doing, you know, we, we kind of kill mercilessly what all in the name of peace. And that's kind of, you know, peacemakers MO, like I'll, I'll do whatever I have to, uh, you know, I'll kill whoever, you know, and there's no, where is the line is drawn in, in pursuit of, you know, saving people or saving, you know, everyone. So I thought, yeah, definitely an interesting and a bit of a fish out of water because she is capable, as you see throughout this series, but she's kind of like, I am not cut out for this shit. What am I doing here? You know, I just, and she's got her, she's got her spouse here and they're two little dogs. And it's hilarious because they're just like hanging out for the ride and like, oh yeah, I got my, you know. So there's, you know, I'm, I'm literally fighting an alien threat, but I have just same issues like, like a typical, uh, you know, couple out there so it, it, i think that was really fun to realize that james gunn put a, a scope on a, every character at a certain point and it was like each people the you know they're kind of larger than life in a way in this world but they're all human yeah it just i feel like that was a it was a really solid team and then they're all led by we have Mern, and I, I, this guy has already been cast in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So clearly James Gunn uh, really liked working with him, and he's going to be a big part of that as well. But to see this team come together, and they need to track down these butterflies. And at first, it kind of felt like there's only going to be a few of them. We didn't realize that this threat is worldwide. Yes. And it is a lot. But I did like the, the one episode where they're tasked to go to this governor's house and take him out and they realize oh it's not just him there it's also his wife and his kids but they see like at one point they're feeding and they see like they have like the really long tongue going to the like, bowl, a, like, so a, like, like a bug yeah like a fly they're like they're oh. not human they're they're the the butterflies and we get introduced to a, a great character in this show who doesn't really have that much dialogue but kicks but um i hope i'm saying this right nut lee or not lay uh is the actor who plays judo master who is uh the shorter guy who he loves he loves cheetos that's like his uh his his chip of choice and he just comes in and he just kicks butt i mean i think a lot of people underestimate him because he is a smaller guy and then he just kicks butt and there was a great character that kept he kept getting locked up you know he at one point gets captured and then he keeps escaping and he keeps fighting and I do think we're going to see a lot more from him in season two. I do feel like about halfway through the season, he was kind of left out of the picture and he didn't come back to like the very end. So I want to see more of him, but I loved watching him just kick the shit out of Peacemaker oh my and gosh. Vigilante. So, like, I, yeah, it just like, and the thing that he uses, the, the, the thing that wouldn't stop, he just kept on kicking. I just like, man, how, it's like, <laughs> I felt like I was embarrassed. Why won't you die? It's like, is this guy still... Are you still living? <laughs> and we also have we have the the cops obviously are on the trail as well with Annie Chang who's playing Sophie Song, and Lachlan Monroe as Larry Fitzgibbon. They're the two cops who are kind of trying to figure out what's going on in this whole situation because of course that first episode where Peacemaker does fight this chick off who is secretly a butterfly, you know, at one point her body explodes and there's body parts and so. <laughs> The cops are on a trail of a murder and it keeps leading them to see this connection between possibly Christopher Smith's dad. You, you see how like the trail keeps going, but the bigger picture is building. And I did think it was neat how Robert Patrick's character isn't really connected to any of the butterfly stuff. 
but he still was like realistically like the main villain of the show if you will and wow i will say you know just to go off of him that white dragon suit when he fought peacemaker in episode seven it was kind of iron man like i was like oh this guy's got like energy beams and stuff like and he can fly it was kind of intense um for sure i wonder if we'd ever get like white dragon spinoff because we didn't get to know much about like that character, but clearly maybe it's like in the family, you know, they have to be supers and stuff. We see through back, you know, story through flashbacks that the mom was not really in the picture much. She died from a young age, if I remember right. And there was a brother, you know, Christopher had an older brother and being their father, being their father, they would have these like fights and these, you know, these draws for attention. And at one point, Christopher's fighting his brother and you know, everyone's egging him on, you know, it's like two brothers just, you know, having a fight and he, he hits him really hard and it looks like his brother has a stroke or something and dies. And clearly this is a big thing that gives emotional weight to our character that I was not expecting. And actually John Cena, I would tell you, man, John Cena is an actor that very much like The Rock at first, I was just like, oh, he's just one of those guys that's come from wrestling and he can do these kind of big, fun action roles. He had a, lot, a, a, he had a lot of like emotional depth in this show. Yeah, he rose to the occasion. But that's uh, what um, James Gunn had said. That's why he decided to pursue this part of because he saw the dramatic side of John Cena. So, yeah, there's a lot of emotional weighted moments. And John Cena, if anything he's done this you know, when he came, when he was going to be in the Suicide Squad, I was like, okay, this is great. And then to see this, it's just another layer of onion of his talent that peeled back. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm like, you feel, you, it's like right there in your soul. We find out that Mern's actually one of the butterflies. And speaking of the butterflies, I like these moments where we get certain characters that have been possessed by butterflies that are like crazy to fight. One of which was that gorilla moment was crazy yeah, and awesome that was that was pretty epic but like random and you know what i almost thought it was i don't know if you're familiar with the comics i i do love the dc stuff gorilla grod i thought it was gorilla grod i think it was maybe a nod to that because i think realistically unless we're going very space sci-fi i don't think we're ever going to see that character utilized but it did make me think of that and i did like when <laughs> vigilante was like oh, i just i would love to like just have a chainsaw and kill someone with a chainsaw and then that heated moment Economos comes in and kills it with the chainsaw. And I love that throughout the series, Economos has these moments of like badassery. And then and then in the very end, he was like, he tries to be here on it doesn't doesn't work out. Um, but yeah, that was like there's and I talk about the gore factor. My God. Well, even when there was that moment when Sophie Song becomes, you know, she becomes a butterfly. And there's that whole, you know, they're chasing down Peacemaker and Brittle at his you know his uh trailer home and then she gets attacked and we also have that character of casper we have the he's the he's a butterfly masquerading as the the police chief this guy is very creepy he's got this gaunt look about him he's very tall and thin christopher Hayerdahl, he has been in a lot from supernatural to um, van helsing so he does he definitely has that creepy looking like okay he's definitely not going to be a romantic lead <laughs> There was that moment where they're going through the woods and everyone that was left, he shot everyone in the head, remember? 
and even they're kind of like that dude went off and like picked off everyone in the head so they're they're even questioning that like something's off about him but there was that scene where sophie goes into the police station and the butterflies take over everybody well what's what's great is you see how they take over humans it's not like oh i'm just gonna take it's like violent it's very alien it's very alien-esque they they dive into like the brain essentially yeah they burrow for like your mouth and like it's blood it's like oh my yeah but that was yeah but that was such an epic scene and this brings me to my my next thing because i know you want to talk about this Uh, my favorite character of the show has to be the music the soundtrack is you know a big big part of the show and you know the the song choices i think are so great because not only does it just it just adds that it pumps you up adds the atmosphere it also really ties into the characters and especially we've got peacemaker uh, john cena's character is a little bit more he you know was raised by this you know racist you know neo-nazi leader but he is really like he's not a straight-blooded white American male as you think. You see, he's more layers where, and he loves hair metal. So it's really because it's like you wouldn't think like oh he's but he's like it's something about that. It's because it's it was like a way for him to escape from you know the the trouble of his father and his past with his brother. But we gotta we gotta shout out to one of the best theme songs of a TV show out there. That <laughs> do you want to taste this by Wigmore? It's like 2009, I think when that song came out. But it does sound like it would be this 80s song. It's so crazy. Yeah, it was 2010. 2010, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, no doubt, ever since Guardians of the Galaxy came out, both those movies, even the Suicide Squad, and this, I think it, in terms of directors that know how to properly choose and mix in songs, pop rock, you know, what have songs put into James Gunn is the king of that, and he kept that going with this. Fun fact and fast fact, James Gunn actually has his own uh, Spotify uh, playlist you can follow. And one of the things he created, he created a weekly, every week a new episode came out with the songs. He would add songs to the Peacemaker playlist. And cool. you can find that on Spotify. So I just, that 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 was my go-to every week playing like the new song. I was like, okay. And uh, I will say it's in, <laughs> been way, uh, replayed way too many times. Oh, cool. I do like that a lot. Well, we kind of get to the, the kind of big ending of this whole show. First off, like I said, we do have this big standoff in the woods of Peacemaker against his dad. And there's all these, you know, his racist followers with their weird looking pointy pillowcase heads. Um, and, you know, it gets to the end where it's really just him and the dad left. And it's a big moment for, you know, John Cena as Peacemaker is a character that has killed many people. And that it almost was a humorous point in the suicide squad where he was like, he's like, I'll do anything for peace. I'll murder for peace. You know, and clearly he has no problem killing people, but it's his father who there's such a love hate relationship. It's still the man that raised him, but there's such a hate because he doesn't have the love and support that he wants. And he has the gun left and he's like, come on, you're not going to do it. Go ahead and kill me. And he does. And he shoots him in the head. Now, that was a powerful moment because he you know, got some tears going and I was like, wow, he actually did it. But it's not the end of Robert Patrick's character. He's now kind of like a ghost in his head. Yeah, he's like his he's like he's like Dexter's dad. <laughs> yeah. And I do think it's going to be nice because it. I think it's going to, especially in season two, I think it's going to play into maybe 
little bit more of a mentorship. It's not always going to come from a place of hate. Especially where we leave off on that last episode where he's kind of just sitting beside him. Yeah, maybe in a way of like what he thought his dad could have been for him. Or he reimagines in a better way, yeah. We have this giant cow, uh, this alien cow that is, this is what's been producing the food source for the butterflies. And the butterflies in the last ditch attempt are going to try to teleport this off world. And if this thing is destroyed, their food source is destroyed, they will be toast. So the big final standoff of the show, and I like that the episode did start off with, we're still having this huge distrust between Peacemaker and Adebayo because of what she did. You know, everyone thinks that Peacemaker is the one that has been doing all the stuff and you know, everyone's tracking him down. And so even like beginning this episode, she's like trying to apologize and him and Vigilante are just like, fake farting and being like yeah. what was that <laughs> yeah uh, sorry we say something you know they're just it's so goofy but we have our dream team squad we gotta go after this cow and this thing is huge like i did think they designed it very well it is gross looking it, this giant caterpillar which i felt bad for the caterpillar those poor little eyes it can't help itself it is what it is you know but yeah that's great this episode was awesome the finale i think it definitely it hit the landing which is often hard to do with some of these shows. Even some of the Marvel shows, I think, haven't always successfully hit the finale as well as they could. And one of the best moments of this episode was definitely them all going in to fight to the main theme song. You know, the, the main theme song has definitely been just for the, the credits, but that music starting, do you really want to do you really? And then just going in wrecking house oh, yeah. looked awesome. We have gunshots, you know, Vigilante with his his sword knife thing. Peacemaker with that shield, which is really the first time he's used the shield in the yeah, show. Yeah, definitely a good, a bit even bigger nod to Captain America. He even looks like oversized on purpose, you know? Um, with, of course, his, his, his Dove of Peace on there, which I thought that was a great thing earlier in the show. And he was like, I can't use a weapon unless it has a dove on it. And he tries to draw it and just looks like a penis. And he's like... See, it's terrible. Or like when it, when it is done right for someone, it's like, no, it, it has to be the other way. I'm like, he's so like, atten like attention detail-oriented. But uh, it was a great final episode. And of course, they teased us with, what do, what, do this, what do these helmets do? And then one's like, that's the human torpedo. You don't want to use that one because it could break your back and your neck and all that stuff. But it turns into a human torpedo, which the moment they said that, I was like, Someone's going to use the human torpedo. That's going to happen. It's between that or the give everyone scabies one. I was like, ah, eh, probably the torpedo. Probably the torpedo. I don't know if scabies will work on these butterflies, but uh, <laughs> that was a great moment when Adebayo puts it on and she first tries it and it doesn't work at all. She just runs into like a, a, <laughs> a wall and he's like, I told her not to use it. The Sonic Boom one was cool. Constantly using that. But remember, only has so many charges. Yep. And then we have this whole kind of great standoff moment where it's just Peacemaker and, I mean, it's currently Goff in the body. Kind of the like the leader of the butterflies, yeah. And it's like, look, we can make, you know, you've, you've been doing exactly what we've been doing your whole life. You've been standing for peace. And she's really trying to drive this, this kind of final deal because this is it. This is like, you know, everyone's been picked off. There's not many people left. The cow's there. They're trying about to teleport this. And he's like, activate human torpedo. And we see Edabio just full <laughs> <laughs> on blast into what? the cow, uh, definitely destroying it. And 
this is heroic moment where you know he picks up Harcourt. Obviously, there's been this whole will they won't they with Harcourt, but it's not been so. Pre- I did like that the show didn't press it. It wasn't like they easily could have had Peacemaker be a little too coming on all the time, and there was really like a a nice relationship with them that maybe in the future could could lead to a romantic. It led to a great amount where it was just they had this amount of respect that they had for each other, and it was like you know what, I get you. You're more than just you know this jingoistic macho guy that i thought you were and it was like and it's a pretty like tense situation because you don't know if they're all going to make it out because even we, we see vigilante go down well, she she gets hit um you know economos his leg gets injured everyone's beat up it's not yeah and even yeah vigilante was shot in the back so it looked like he couldn't stand up anymore so everyone's wrecked and the choice that james gunn did for the comedy for <laughs> them all perfect. to be leaving this was the best thing of like the whole show for him to be leaving the battlefield. And all of a sudden we see four familiar silhouettes come in Aquaman, the flash wonder woman and Superman. We don't get to see the face of Superman and wonder woman. Cause clearly they didn't get Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot to do a cameo, but they did get Jason Momoa and <laughs> Ezra Miller who uh, are uncredited, but still, and they're just why <laughs> and peacemaker to be like, you're late, dickheads. <laughs> like, I know. And then he yells at yells at uh, uh, Aquaman, going, "You go fuck another fish, asshole!" Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> and it's such a great moment on so many levels because throughout the series, he's poking fun at all these characters, and DC's like, "Oh, you really can't. You can't like make fun of our characters. You can't." And it's like, "The hell I can!" So, and then this great exchange with uh, Aquaman and Barry, and he's like, "Why do people listen to this rumor?" He's like, "Barry's like, it's not a rumor. It's like, fuck you, Barry." <laughs> It was just so funny. It was a great, like, little like a, more of that. Like, I want that kind of comedy. I want to see with the banter of the Justice League characters. It gave me the vibe of like, I do want to see Justice League movie in the future where we have all these characters in the same place, and maybe it is rated R. You know, like, there's something to there's something you know you're not going to see that happen in the PG-13 movies that we're getting on the big screen. So, being Suicide Squad was a rated R flick. I want to see a little more of that mature humor because I think it's hilarious because I do think DC tends to take itself too serious. And when that happens in the right situation, great, like with Batman, but like sometimes we want to see that humor. But yeah, the show just, it it ends on like really a great note. It's like the team, obviously everyone has survived. And even in the end, uh, Adebayo and Peacemaker do make up and he's like, you know, don't tell, don't tell Vigilante, but um, after Eagly, you are my best friend. And we just see like this great like heart moment. And she's always, you know, she was so affected by the eagle hugging him, and now she's affected, and she kind of realizes I have to do the right thing. And so she goes on the press conference, and she's like, there has been this task force run by the government of using these criminals to do these jobs. And if they do it, they get time off their sentences and it's run by Amanda Waller, AKA my mother. And we see a brief clip of Amanda Waller being like, Oh shit. Yeah, like, exactly. So there's so much that this could lead to with a second season. You know, we didn't really know if the suicide squad, although yes, I agree with you as well, that the movie was fantastic. It unfortunately did not get this like huge box office draw. Maybe it was just, it was August. People were still weird about going to the movies. This kind of redeemed that whole world for me, for people that maybe weren't as into the film. 
and we know that we are getting a second season of the show and James Gunn has said other characters from that movie will also get spinoffs. I'm guesstimating probably the, the girl with the rats might get her own show. She was also a fan favorite, but this, this leads the door that any of those characters from that movie could come into this show or vice versa. So we could see further DC shows and clearly I think, you know, we had like, you know, the Ben Affleck Batman movie was supposed to happen. It's not happening now. Maybe he could do a series. You know, like there's so many characters. That I think if they don't want to go with the movie, go on HBO Max, give us a series because this was it knocked it out of the park. This, this definitely set the standard and the bar that there is so much more potential and there it'll be a draw. And I was like, you know what, Marvel, watch out because DC's coming to to your smaller screen. So. But yeah, all around, just a fantastic, fantastic show. I kept hooked every episode, every week. I cannot wait to see what they're going to come up with next season. It's going to be incredible. Especially with James Gunn. James Gunn coming back, saying he's going to write, direct, I think, the whole season. You know, he directed five of the eight episodes, I believe. Uh, five or six of them. But clearly, he has this vision for this character. And it, it was just a match made in heaven. So was highly entertaining. I hope we see you know more and more and other characters get to have hbo streaming because this is the new the new way things are being done a lot of people are, are loving getting to watch these characters at home weekly so you can go back and watch all of peacemaker now on hbo max and that was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.